Hello, hello, it's Brooke Dubard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. It's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles. The sun is shining. I have been inside all day working, but that is about to change. As soon as I wrap this up, I'm going to go for a walk. I always get outside and I do these nature walks, but I'm also excited because I got invited to a fashion show at the Hollywood Bowl tonight, which I have no idea how it's going to work, but I feel like when you're new to a city, you just say yes to everything and you stretch yourself to get new experiences. And speaking of new experiences, I have really been loving hearing from beauty founders and content creators in the sustainability space. I feel like we can all do better and I'm really inspired by these conversations. And you're going to hear two interviews on today's episode, you're going to hear from Janu Roberts, who is a sustainability creator and a Black woman just really doing incredible work in the space. And I came across her content. And as soon as I saw her content, I was like, I need to get her on Naked Beauty. So she was great. She shared some really inspiring tips. And then you're going to hear from the founders of Everest, Jessica Stevenson and Jamie Jenkins. And they had this very simple question. What do beauty products look like without single-use plastic? And I had a chance to try their products, and I've been so impressed with it. And I'm really becoming much more aware of waterless products and products that are made with concentrate. So I loved hearing their background and also the fact that they came from kind of a big beauty background was very interesting, right? So it's like you start in the very corporate side of something and then you kind of create a company that is counter to what those big corporations do. And I think what lies at the heart of both of these conversations is that participating in a more mindful and environmentally conscious approach to skincare and beauty does not mean that you're making sacrifices. If anything, sometimes it can be an up level. It can be something that enhances your beauty routine. I've been thinking a lot about how to create more mindful content around skincare and beauty. So I really hope you've enjoyed this series. Let's get into the conversations. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am joined by Janu Roberts, who is a a creator that's focused on sustainability and mindful living. And I came across your profile actually in a Vogue article that my friend wrote about more environmentally friendly skincare and different solutions to live a more eco-conscious life. And I'm sort of on this journey with my listeners of learning and understanding. So I was like, I need to have you on the show. And also you're one of the very few Black women that I've seen kind of in the sustainability space from a content creation standpoint. There aren't many of you, correct? Yeah. No, there's, we all know each other, which tells you all you need to know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I, you know, I, I had Leah Thomas on the show, um, who goes by Green Girl Leah, and she was saying the same thing that, um, it's just, it's still incredibly non-diverse, but 
I want to hear all about how you entered the space. What was the spark that got you really thinking about how to live more mindfully? Yeah, for me, I would say maybe 2018, I really got into just like minimalism, like this idea of living with less. You know, for me, I wasn't someone that grew up up with money and like, you know, I always held on to things because I was always scared of like not being able to get those things in the future if I needed them. And I kind of wanted this personal journey of like letting go of things that no longer served me and I no longer needed. And I began purchasing things with more intention. And as I started purchasing items, um, I was like, well, who actually makes this? Where does this come from? You know, what happens once, you know, this product, I'm done with it and I throw it in the trash? Like what actually happened? Um, so I kind of went down this, you know, deep, dark, you know, I wouldn't say dark, but deep journey of, you know, learning more about, you know, our waste and where it goes and how we throw so much in the trash and it just ends up in landfill. And then what that, you know, does for our planet and our health. Um, and I just started learning more and more and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to like make changes in my life. Like these were small things that I felt as though that I could do in terms of just being more intentional about the things that I was purchasing. And granted, you know, I was still on the budget. I still to this day, like try to budget as much as possible, but you know, a lot of times sustainable swaps are actually saving you money and it's also helping reduce waste as well. I think a lot of times people think sustainable living is so expensive and there are certain areas that can be expensive, but I think overall, um, when you're reducing your waste and you're reducing consumption, you're reducing the amount of money you're spending, which overall, you know, is helping. And then in terms of social media, just like Leah, I was like, there aren't that many specifically Black women at the forefront of the sustainability movement. And it's not that there weren't Black women or people of color talking about these issues. I just felt like they weren't, you know, being shown. So for me, I, you know, it was like, let me talk about living sustainably, but from the lens of me as a Black woman. And I was like, I can't be the only, you know, Black girl who wants to live more mindfully and sustainably, but there just wasn't the representation there. And I felt as though when I was learning about sustainable living, you know, it was, you know, mainly white women. And I think it's sometimes hard to connect or listen to someone that might not look like you or might not have your experience. Um, so I think for me, I wanted to connect to those people that look like me or maybe had similar experiences in terms of life um, and, you know, not growing up privileged and what that looks like in terms of living a sustainable life. So fast forward to now, I've been a full-time creator for almost two years, um, which I am super blessed and grateful for. And, you know, it's just been opening, opening so many doors and great opportunities. And I'm just excited to, you know, keep on building my platform and continuing the, you know, the message around sustainability. I love to hear that. I want to go back to something you said around the way that you grew up and holding on to things, because I think so oftentimes tendencies around holding on to things, purchasing patterns, they kind of come from your family, right? A lot of it is ingrained. People can't see you, but you were in a spotless living room with a single coffee table, a beautiful kind of, it looks like a natural woven fiber rug, a, two plants and a single, I mean, it's like as minimal and beautiful as it comes. Um, what did you kind of observe growing up around just your physical surroundings and space that's different from the way you choose to live now? Yeah. I mean, I think growing up, I don't remember ever throwing away things and whether it was like maybe a shirt that had a little hole in it or 
I don't know, like just things that you probably should get rid of, but you just didn't because you're like, well, what if I need it? Or even if it's a shirt that you haven't worn in five years, you're like, well, what if, what if I still need this shirt? So I think for me growing up, you know, there was this always a sense of lack and like, you know, something I had to work through was just like changing my money mindset as I got older and like changing my mindset around abundance and like knowing that if I let go of things that aren't serving me, like the things that I need will come to me. But I wouldn't say I grew up in a minimalist household. It was definitely, you know, tons of like paper towels and plastic cutlery that you would take from, you know, Chipotle and, you know, would never throw away. And on one hand, it's like a little resourceful, right? But on the other hand, it's like, we don't need this much. So I think for me, it was a mindset shift I had to make of just like not being in this state of like lack or, you know, thinking I'm not going to you know, one day be able to get the things that I need. So definitely a shift that I had to make. And I think is a reason why I've been so successful with even just like in general and like growing my platform and working with brands. It's all about like being in a, you know, the right mind space and, and, you know, not living in this state of like black. So Mm, yeah, that abundance mindset. That's something that I keep hearing about. You mentioned that you're from LA and specifically, I hear people from California talking to me about this abundance mindset. It feels like a very kind of West Coast, uh, for me as an East Coast, a little like woo-woo, like think that you'll get more and you'll, and you'll receive more. But it does make sense. It does make sense from a psychological perspective. Now, have you gone back home to your parents and helped them declutter their space? And how has that gone? So actually, I spent most of my adult life in LA. I went to college in LA and then stayed there until two years ago. Um, I'm in Austin currently, but I grew up in Chicago, actually, on the south side. So, you know, I grew up in the hood, you know. (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't like to tell people how to live their lives. I think even with sustainable living, like whether it's friends or whatever the case may be, it's not about telling people how to live. I think sometimes when you are doing, you know, you're living in a certain way, like people tend to pick up on those habits. So, I don't know, I think the older people get, they're kind of set in their ways, but I think the best thing to do is to lead by example and people just slowly start to pick up on your, on your good habits. But yeah, not to like push anything on anyone. I think it's all about just, you know, kind of doing your own thing and then people see it and they're like, Oh, I that's kind of cool. Um, and I've had so many friends um, who are like, you'd be so proud of me. Like I didn't buy this or I didn't do that. And I'm like, I didn't make them do that. I didn't say anything, but they just, you know, pick up on small habits that I do. Yes. You, you lead by example. Now you have incredible skin. Have you always been a beauty skincare lover? Cause we're going to get into your favorite <laughs> environmentally friendly beauty options, but is this something that you've always been into? So in terms of my skin, I feel like you can't tell, but I've always struggled with actually like hormonal acne. Um, So I feel like it's definitely an up and down thing for me. I don't think I've ever had perfect skin. Um, I feel like whenever I'm like, my skin's healing, then there's dark spots and it's just like never ending circle. So I'm definitely still trying to find like the perfect, I guess like it's like supplements I need to take, but I think it's definitely some things internal that I need to, you know, personally figure out. But I have found products that have helped me while I'm like on this journey. Um, but yeah, no, my I've always been into makeup. I feel like when I was maybe 12 or 13, I uh, loved like wearing all the cool color eyeshadows and, you know, just like watching YouTube videos with like beauty influencers. And I thought it was the coolest thing because I just wanted to, you know, express myself and also feel feminine and beautiful. But yeah, no, I've always kind of been into makeup since I was a kid. 
I love that you are into beauty. I think oftentimes people that are beauty consumers feel like they can't be part of this conversation and you absolutely can. And I would argue that in fact, having a minimalist approach means you have to be even more considerate about what you're buying. So first I'm going to ask you your top three beauty products, like skincare products, but then I also want to hear some sustainability swaps we can all make. The products that I love the most, um, I really love lactic acid by Biosense. And that mixed with their moisturizer, I really, really love. I feel like you wake up and your skin is just like soft. (laughs) Yes. It's just so moisturized, so soft. And lactic acid is that kind of very gentle exfoliation. So people that are looking for a gentle exfoliation, that's not going to be too harsh. Lactic acid is a great, uh, great product to look for. So I've been using, honestly, I've been using that for, I would say at least two years now. Um, I feel like I always try different brands, but that's the one that I tend to come back to. And that was mixed with their moisturizer is really great. I love Osea's body oil. It just makes you just shine. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You just look glowing. Code naked at checkout for everyone listening. Yeah. I mean, the ingredients are amazing. I love that it's like family owned. The ingredients, they're super transparent about everything. And it just, I mean, it is on the pricey side, but you know, you make it last. Like you, you, you're very intentional about every pump that you use. And I really love the body oil. And then I would also say, um, common airs retinol, which comes in these biodegradable, uh, single, I'm trying to, think of how to best explain it, but they come in a cardboard container, but then they come in individual pods that you can then open. And those pods are also biodegradable, which is pretty cool. And I believe it's black woman owned um, as well. So they also have vitamin C serum, but I really like the retinol. I'll kind of switch between lactic acid and retinol um, throughout the week with, of course, a lot of moisturizer (laughs) as well. Yes. The common air vitamin C is phenomenal. I love that product. And so much of vitamin C is like keeping it stable. So I I love the little capsule um, delivery system. What sustainable beauty swaps can people make? My biggest one has been, and I I like cringe thinking about it for years and years. I bought those like oil, all may eye makeup remover pads, you know, that are just like, you're basically buying a plastic tin with like oily discs in it when like you could very, very easily just use oil. And I mean, even a cotton round would be better to be honest. But now I use, um, Polish Choice has these washable rounds that are wonderful. And I just throw them in the, in the wash. What are some easy, sustainable beauty swaps people can make? Yeah. So that definitely is the first one I recommend is the reusable cotton rounds. Um, I mean, we use them probably every day, whether you're applying toner or you're trying to take off your makeup. I feel like we tend to use them every day. And more of a budget option that you can do is take like an old towel and just cut it up into squares, like is a great Mm -hmm. way to, um, you know, I mean, all of us have like a ton of towels probably. (laughs) And there's probably some that we haven't touched in a while, or maybe some that are a little not as clean or they have stains on them. So a great way is to just cut that up and use that as a reusable makeup wipe. So you don't have to go out and spend extra money, which is great. That is a genius tip. I love that hack. Okay. What else do you, do you have for us? I really like eyeshadows, but as I'm sure, you know, like most eyeshadows, when you go to Sephora, for example, there's just a ton of palettes, but the palettes have, I don't know, 10, 15 different colors and no one uses all of those. There's no way. What person do you know uses all of the colors? No one. No one. Not, not a single person on earth. (laughs) So what I love is finding brands that have individual eyeshadow colors. So there is a brand called Elite Cosmetics. 
and you can buy essentially a, it's like a bamboo container that is magnetic and you can buy the individual eyeshadow palette or the eyeshadows and you can kind of make your own palette, which is great because you're only using the colors that you actually want versus having 10 and you're only using three of them. So you're saving money and you're also cutting down on waste as well. And typically like a late cosmetics, the eyeshadows just come in an aluminum container, aluminum tin. That's wonderful. I'm definitely going to check them out and I'll link to them in the show notes for other people looking. And then I would just say, look for beauty products that come in glass or aluminum versus just single use virgin plastic. It's a lot easier to recycle glass uh, and aluminum than it is to recycle plastic because every time plastic is being recycled, it's getting, it's not hundred percent being recycled. It gets degraded every time you recycle it versus glass and aluminum, you can still, you know, reuse it to its full capacity. So I just, to the best of your ability, you know, look for products that come in aluminum and glass versus plastic. Yes. That's a great tip. What do you want more people to understand about the environmental impact of beauty and personal care products? I think a lot of us are just very disconnected from where our products come from because, you know, you just go to Target, you pick it up and it's in your home and you don't think about where it's sourced, where it comes from and what happens after the fact. So I think first and foremost, it's the plastic. And, you know, a lot of times brands say that, oh, it's recyclable, which on one hand it can be, but depending on where you live, it might not actually be recycled. Every single state has different laws around recycling and different accessibility around recycling. So it just depends on what state you are in. But a lot of times people, whether it's beauty products or, you know, home products, I think we think, oh, because it says it's recyclable, that's getting recycled, but it actually isn't. So that's why I also, you know, recommend looking for glass and aluminum as they have a higher rate of being recycled. And these products are probably going to end up or the plastic can probably end up in landfill, which, you know, is further contributing to climate change. So you might think, oh, like me using a beauty product that comes in plastic isn't really making that big of a difference. But if you think about all the people that use beauty products, it definitely adds up. Um, And I think in terms of just the ingredients and the products, I like to be mindful about the products, um, the products ingredients, because not only is it important for your skin, but it's also when you're rinsing off these products that's going into our waterways as well. So these chemicals are being, you know, pushed into our oceans. I know, um, for example, like microbeads, which used to be a big thing. And I didn't, when I, before I was in my sustainability journey, I didn't quite understand. I was like, why are we banning microbeads? I don't, I don't understand. But the microbeads are plastic and the plastic then ends up in, you know, our water and our waterways and even in our drinking water, like they're microplastics. So I personally use a live straw filter, um, which actually filters out microplastics. You're sharing such valuable information, but I just want to go back because a lot of this is new for me and and for people listening. So um, the micro beads um, that you're not meant to use, what are those commonly found in? So you can actually find those in face washes. Like they'll be in a lot of like scrubs. Exfoliation. Yes. Exactly. So a lot of like, I'm thinking about, I don't want to call it any specific brands because I don't want to get it wrong, but a lot, I'm, I'm, I have a few in my mind, but a lot of times it's like an exfoliating face wash and it has that kind of like physical grit to it. Um, like St. Ives is not um, one because they use like the apricot kernels, which is also great for your skin. But yeah, those like little tiny beads. Um, so that is something to avoid. And then what were you saying about the straw? 
Okay, so I personally use um, a life straw filter, which helps to um, filter out microplastics. So when I'm drinking water, I use like a life straw pitcher, um, which I really, really like. And then also too, I'll do like a mini at home facial um, with a steamer, face steamer, and I use filtered water. I don't use tap water. So I'll use the filtered water that, you know, went through my life straw pitcher. Um, and I feel like it makes a difference. Like, I think I also need to get like a shower head filter as well, because I feel like it makes a huge difference. So definitely. So I just connected the dots. Life straw is a brand name. Correct. Sorry. Okay. Yes. No, no, no. That's great. No, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Yes. So, so important to, to filter those kind of like harmful ingredients out of your water. And you use that even for washing your face. And yes, I think Jolie is the name of a shower. Yes. I've been wanting to try that. Well, they're very, um, well, I just did this whole bathroom renovation and it's like, it's not fitting with the aesthetic, which is, it sounds very shallow, but we did install a water softener because in LA we have such hard water. It was like a big awakening moment for me. So we have like a, a water softener for the whole house, but yeah, I definitely think it's like worth the investment. Good to know. Yeah. I was like, do I want to invest in this shower head? Yes. Now, again, we talked about your, your spotless, very minimal chic living room. How do you stop yourself from overconsumption? Because as someone who likes to partake and participate in beauty and trends, I feel motivated to shop on a weekly basis. What checks and balances do you put on yourself so that you aren't overspending or overbuying? No, that's a great question. I mean, I think we just live in a society where it's just buy, 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 and we don't really, really think. Um, but I think this sort of, for me, just goes back to being a more intentional human being and thinking about, well, where are these products coming from? And I think when you take the time to think through those things, you can't possibly buy the entire story because it takes forever to just, you know, think through those things. Um, I think for me, it's also like creating a budget and sticking to that. And, you know, if you're not going to go over that budget, maybe you have a small skincare budget and you stick to that it can be really helpful. And for me too, when it comes to, let's say like larger purchase items, like maybe it's a nice handbag, like I won't just go out and get it. I'll sit there for three to six months. And I'm like, if in six months, I still want this thing, I'll get it. So in terms of like skincare, maybe it's like you give yourself a month before you're like, do I really want this thing? And if a month later, you're still thinking about it. Okay. Like go ahead and get it uh, in my opinion. But if it's something that you totally forgot about, you probably. <laughs> that is such a great point. Cause the things that you really want, you'll continue thinking about wanting them um, versus something that's just like an impulse purchase. Exactly. Um, and then maybe it's just like having people around you that hold you accountable. You know, like I think if that's something you struggle with, having a good group of people that, you know, can be like, did you buy something today? Like, yes, let's check in with each other. That can definitely make um, a big difference. Absolutely. You know, and also just like, you know, trying to be more of a minimalist. I think people hear minimalism and they think, you know, I need to have, you know, one pair of pants and one top and like, that's just not really practical <laughs> at all. So I think just also being, you know, giving yourself grace and realizing that you don't have to be perfect and what sustainable living or minimalist living looks like for you doesn't have to be the same as what it looks like for me. Just give yourself grace and it's okay. But I think when you're just making small conscious decisions on a daily basis, that then adds up and, you know, it just becomes a habit and you start to think twice before you just start buying, you know, a lot of things. 100%. Are there any eco-friendly brands that we should be aware of outside of beauty 
cleaning products. I mean, I've been getting recommendations across the board and it's been so interesting to me. Are there any things that you just like love for this day-to-day household or beyond? Yeah, I would say I love Grove Collaborative. I've worked with them so many times, um, but I am just also a huge fan. You can find some of their products in Target, actually. So they have um, hand soaps that come in aluminum. They have hand soap, dish soap, and a few other things that you can find in Target. And then they have a glass um, pump for the various soaps um, that you can purchase. But they're also an online marketplace where you can buy um, very like clean, sustainable products. So they have a variety from beauty to foods to cleaning products and just their own cleaning products. But I, what, what I like is that you can find their cleaning products in Target, which again, is like making it a little bit more accessible, which I really, really appreciate. Um, but I think in terms of, you know, I try to find Amazon alternatives when it comes to things and supporting, you know, better businesses and businesses that are B Corps, which they are. Um, But in terms of, yeah, if you watch any of my content, you know, you'll see Grove products all over my page. You mentioned B Corps. Can you say more about that? Yeah. So B Corporations, they have to go through essentially a vetting process and, you know, they have to be qualified in like certain areas, whether it's their impact on the planet or packaging. And there's just a variety of different factors that go into it. But for me, when I'm looking at brands to purchase from, I look at these certain certifications and it kind of helps to make the process easier and finding the brands that, you know, are good for you and good for the planet because they already have that standard and already have been vetted. Um, so that can make your life a lot easier because it can be hard to just, you're going through websites and you're like, what is the best brands? Like, I don't know, but I think these certifications can really make your search a lot easier. Yeah, no, that's so helpful. You know, this whole conversation and the reason why I'm so excited to be talking to people about just having this more mindful approach is wherever you are in your journey, it's good to just start. So let me tell you where I am in my journey. I have just started going to the grocery store with canvas bags. Like, and people have been doing that for years and years and years, (laughs) but I was just, for some reason, I was never organized and I, I don't know, I couldn't get it together. But now always in the car, there are canvas bags. Even if I'm like just going out and running errands, I always have some sort of like a tote bag with me so that I don't have to take a bag from the store. A very simple, small change, but again, these small changes over time do add up. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe next for you is like reusable produce instead of using plastic ones. Again, it's like these little habits you pick up. So even if I forget my produce bags, uh, when I go to the grocery store, I just throw my produce in the cart because I'm going to wash it when I get home anyway. And they've been touched by so many people anyway. So I'm like throwing it in the cart. It's not that big of a deal. Or like the canvas bags, like I'll just throw them on top of the canvas bags. um, So they're not touching the cart. Right. Instead of taking that little tiny plastic dispenser thing they have at the grocery store. Yeah. I, those always kind of felt very pointless to me anyway. Um, but I thought we were like meant to take them. So, okay. Now you're, you're giving me a lot to think about. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary. Right. And they do, there are like, I know Whole Foods, I think they do have ones that are compostable or biodegradable um, now, but at the same time, it's like, you don't need them. Like, even if it is sustainable, like you still don't need it. So we don't need to be producing these things that we just don't need. Um, Which is why, like, I love, you know, farmer's markets and you can go and, you know, they expect you to bring your own bags and things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, small things like that can definitely add up. Yeah, I love that. Well, it's been so great talking to you. I do want to hear what's what's the future. What what does the future hold for you? You've been 
a content creator since 2019 in this space. What do you want to do more of? You know, I feel like a lot of good things have been happening this year for me. I was on Create and Cultivate's 100 list. Amazing. Um, and they finally came out with a environmental impact um, category because usually it was more so like entrepreneur, business, beauty. But now they have an environmental category, which I think is great. And I'm going to be talking at Harvard in July, which is really exciting. Incredible. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, you know, I want to travel more and do more sustainable travel content and show how you can travel mindfully and more sustainably and reduce waste and show whether it's like hotels or experiences that are more just like eco-minded. Um, it's definitely something that I want to do more of. And I think long-term, long-term, I would love to have a TV show, <laughs> whatever that might look like, whether it's like a home show or maybe it is a travel show. I would love to do that because I think it'd be great to see more of this sort of lifestyle mainstream on like a Netflix or a Hulu. Um, Cause I think, you know, it's on Instagram and YouTube, but it's like, I would love to see it be more of a normal, regular thing that we all just, you know, enjoy and do in our daily lives. But yeah, I'm just going to continue, you know, creating content, meeting amazing people and just continuing to, you know, spread, spread the message. <laughs> how you can live more mindful. Yes, I love it. Well, we'll definitely be following along on the journey. My final question for you is when do you feel most beautiful? I feel most beautiful, honestly, when I'm just around good people and I'm just happy and I'm, you know, having great experiences and I'm showing up as my best, whether it's putting on, you know, makeup and doing my skincare and doing my hair. I mean, I think it's just like showing up um, for myself in all areas of my life and eating well and just being around good people and just having a more um, holistic approach to beauty is how I like to see it. I love that. Well, thank you so, so much. I will link to your incredible account so people can follow along on your journey. But it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And thank you for the education. Thank you. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So that was Janu. I love her story and she's given me a lot to think about. Definitely find her Instagram account, which I will link to in the comments. And I also just love learning about all of these brands, even beyond the beauty space that have a more eco-friendly approach. Now we're going to hear from the two founders of Everest about the products they created and why they created them. 
Jamie, Jessica, welcome to Naked Beauty. I am so excited to talk to you all as the co-founders of Everest, a brand that I've recently, I discovered a year ago. You guys launched in 2021, right? Yep. And I'm just so impressed with the way that you approach product development and customer education. Can you give a brief overview of Everest, what it is and why you launched it? Sure. So Everest, um, we make the very first waterless concentrates for hair and for body. So it's been a kind of a long journey to get these products into the market. Jessica and I both came from the beauty industry and I think we really started with the problem when we, you know, wanted to do something on our own. And the problem that we saw a couple of years ago was first a plastic waste problem. And then I think as we got more into the details of the problem, we started to understand more and develop the concept a little bit more. So we, you know, started looking at different ways that we could provide a solution to this problem. We looked at things like refilleries, things like shampoo bars, things like, you know, milkman models of products. And I think at the end of the day, you know, we're beauty junkies. We love high performance beauty. We love convenience for that modern customer. And we wanted to create a product that we felt like we would be excited to use every day and something that was more sustainable, but had that mainstream appeal. So it really took us like a long time to like crack what Everest would be before it was even called Everest, what our like contribution to this problem would be and what the solution we would bring would be. And then after like exploring that for, you know, a little over a year, we saw this trend of like concentrates happening in home care. We saw these like brands popping up with that home, home care products. And we thought that makes so much sense. Like why are all these products that are full of water in these big plastic bottles? Like why do they exist the way that they do? And is this happening in beauty? And of course, when you look under the hood, it's the same in beauty and shower care in particular, you know, shampoos, conditioners, body washes are mostly water. They're 70, 80% water in plastic bottles. Then you use them in the shower. So you're basically like shipping a bottle of water to you in the shower. The water's right there. The water's right there. It was like mind blowing to us. So that's kind of what started our discovery of like concentrates. And it took us a long time to perfect the form factor, which is the concentrate paste, almost like a really thick lotion that's activated by the water in your shower. We wanted to find something that was like close to what people were used to using, something simple that felt really beautiful and sensorial in the shower. So we looked at a whole bunch of different formats and that was kind of the winning one. So so that's what we launched two years ago now, um, starting with a shampoo and a conditioner and then introducing a body wash later. And they're these small aluminum, recycled aluminum tubes. So a third of the size of your traditional shampoo, conditioner, or body wash. There is no water in the formula to activate them with the water in your shower. But instead of water, we use a base of skincare ingredients. So aloe vera, glycerin. So they're really great in conditioning for hair, skin, and scalp. Love it. Love it. Now, how did you two meet? Because I know, Jessica, you were at Revlon. Jamie, you were at L'Oreal. You guys have like very parallel career trajectories, but I, I looked at your LinkedIn's and it seems like you didn't ever work at the same company at the same time. So how did you connect? We actually went to school together. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we are part of the same, you know, friend circle. Um, and we just both, you know, obviously we're following a similar career path and we both just had a similar passion, I guess. We've always wanted to build something, have impact. And we really just got to talking on the side, you know, over over a glass of wine. And we're saying, like, what could we do? How could we impact and change um, in the space? And so that's when, I guess, the path to Everest uh, was started. I love hearing that. I, I think I speak to so many founders that do work in big beauty and these huge companies. And they have these kind of glass of wine conversations on the side with people that like, what, what could we be doing differently? And what do you gain from being nimble and from being a smaller team? Where can you take risks that sometimes these bigger brands can't take? 
One of the things that I have been learning a lot about, so we talked about the plastic waste problem, but also the the water that's in these products. Because shampoos and conditioners and body washes are often 70 and 80% water, the other thing that's really struck me as I've done this research is how much we're really overpaying for product, right? I mean, so your deep conditioning concentrate tin, for example, is $24, and it lasts a lot longer than a full bottle of conditioner, correct? It does. It lasts, it's the equivalent to like a 300 ml. So they're three times concentrated. So it's a lot smaller, but you'll find like a little bit goes a really long way because instead of like water as what makes the formulas wet, it's glycerin. It's 30% glycerin. It's 40% aloe vera. So the formulas are almost made in skincare. So what that means is you can use a little bit, activate it with a little bit of water while you're already in the shower in like a simple kind of gesture. And then it goes way farther. So obviously lighter for shipping, it's less packaging, it's more portable. They're great for like taking for travel and on the go. So we tried to make it like really simple. Like there was different steps we looked at before we were trying to decide in the beginning, do we do like mix it yourself? Do we do, you know, all these different ways? We wanted something that was like really close to what people were used to using. Um, and that was really easy to understand. So that's how we built it you know, launching this brand and doing this research, has it changed the way that you look at just all of the skincare and body care on the shelf? Because even in the few weeks that I've been doing research for this topic, I'm like, I can't even look at products the same anymore. Like, I'm like, unless it's like a waterless product, I'm really not paying for these active ingredients. Yeah. I think if you look up pretty much any shampoo that's in a liquid form, you will see water as the first ingredient. And I guess for consumers, just to note too, you know, the actual ingredient list is listed in order of the most of the formula to the least in the formula. So that's just one way to look at it, right? Is if you're looking at the shelf, if you're looking at a product, water is typically the first ingredient. That means it's the highest concentration. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, there, there is some benefits. We're not saying that having some water in a product doesn't have any benefit just from an ease of application. But I think ours being concentrated, having those skincare base, having those actives, you're just really getting all the benefit. Um, and that's what you're paying for, right? So you're not getting all that kind of filler water. It's just uh, the benefit of those ingredients going directly, which is great. Yeah. Now, I also love that the products feel luxurious. You use a lot of beautiful essential oils in your hair products. So things like bergamot, um, you have pink and seed oil in the conditioner rosemary, orange peel, like it smells great. I think another thing that I'm trying to unlearn is this idea that buying the kind of more sustainable products are somehow going, it's going to feel like less of a luxury. It's going to feel like less of a, of a luxury beauty moment. Um, how did you get to the formulations that you use in, in, in the products? It was so, so important for us, like coming from beauty, you know, Jeff during time in professional hair care and myself in like body care there were certain things that were like a must have for us. So one of them was the scent, like getting the scent right and doing it without using quote unquote fragrance, actually doing it purely with like essential oils that actually had benefits for your scalp and for your skin. So as you said, rosemary, peppermint, which stimulates scalp as well, like creating that scent, um, our unique signature blend was like so critical. The other piece was that we wanted the the shampoo in particular and the body wash to lather. Like a lot of like clean, sustainable formulas don't lather the way that people expect them to. So doing a sulfate-free formula that lathers, that feels beautiful on the skin, that feels silky in the hair without silicones, like it was really, really hard. And it went, we went through hundreds and hundreds of formulations to get it right. But I think the fact that the formulas are concentrated, 
um, and that they have these skincare ingredients at the base is what really helps capture a lot of the, this beautiful kind of sensorial moments when you're using them. But like ticking all those boxes for us, we were so picky about it and we're such perfectionists about it. So it's so nice when we hear people really get that premium experience because we think that, you know, to get more people into the eco space using more sustainable products, they have to be better than what they're using now. They cannot yes. be compromised. It has yes. like an upgrade or else. And that was really our goal. Like, how do you make it a quote unquote, like eco or more sustainable product that is better than what people are using now so that they actually want to do it because it's enjoyable and their hair looks better and their skin feels better. How do you make it elevated? That was really like the brief that we went into this with. So that's always been our vision. And I think we're like so obsessed with product and innovation and constantly like iterating and learning with this feedback from our community, because we know to make eco mainstream, which it has to be now. We have to all get there. It has to be better because it's beauty at the end of the day and it's got to make you feel good when you use it. Absolutely. Are there any other kind of eco-friendly brands? Doesn't have to be in beauty that you think are doing a good job. Yeah, there's lots of great brands. I mean, for me, I'll just pick something outside of, you know, beauty, but even in fashion, like I love the brand Cotton is one of my favorites. I just love the brands that really focus on, you know, sustainable, like basics, multitasking products, which is another one of our ethos is, is making sure that you can do more with less, um, but, but still have that, you know, luxurious feel. You feel really good about them. And then um, they do all the heavy lifting on the on the background. So you just know that they are sourcing things properly, paying fair wages, doing all those different pieces from a social and environmental standpoint in the background. But you also just get to enjoy great clothes. Um, and the same applies to... And this is, and this is cotton without the T-O. It's like C-O-T-N, right? K-O-T-N. Yeah. K-O-T-N. K-O-T-N. Okay. Okay. What makes their clothing sustainable? They have like a full, it's almost like um, farm to table fashion, I think is what they're storytelling. They have their own sourcing set up in Egypt. Egypt through kind of the founder's personal story. So they're a great other Toronto-based brand that has really focused on like that more but better and those curated, really well-made essentials, which is, you know, different industry to ours, but we have the same kind of thinking. It's like, how do you, if you're going to buy a product, if you really need a product, you know, be thoughtful about how you approach buying it and look at exactly what your needs are, but also how the product is made and where it comes from and um, look for things that kind of work hard for your dollars as well. Yes, I love this. I'm on the cotton site now, K-O-T-N, and I see how they support, you know, small farms. They support these craftsmen all around the world. I love this. I love this. I will definitely be ordering some essentials from here. You're great. Jamie, what about you? What are what are other brands that you feel like are doing a good job? There's a lot of um, brands in beauty that we like stay in close touch with that are really, you know, in line with us in terms of they're thinking about plastic and how we need to move away from everything being plastic. You know, plastic has a place, I think, but in terms of it being the centerpiece of of modern life, I think we need to you know, get our heads in a different place. So brands like Common Air, which is a brand of skincare that makes capsules um, then uses plastic packaging. Brands like Axiology and Color, who have zero waste or low waste crayons that don't come in plastic packaging for color. Those are two of the brands that we stay close with and love to to partner up when there's the right opportunity. When you said crayons, as a as a toddler mom, I immediately went to uh, <laughs> to, to art crayons. Is this like makeup crayons? Like face crayons. It's like it's like lip and cheek sticks that are just simply wrapped in paper. 
And they're beautiful. And the founder, Eric, is wonderful. You know, there's a lot of other female-founded, sustainably-minded brands that we really stay connected with. And it's a great community. Amazing. I'm like, I want to be part of the community. So <laughs> Axiology, this is um, three-in-one crayon, the original zero-waste three-in-one crayon. Yeah, fascinating. All means, I think they're called. They're super cute. I, I, I love the innovation that's happening in this space. Now, your products are in aluminum, right? Like these aluminum tins and then the tube for people listening, I would compare it to like a, I don't know, like an old school toothpaste tube, which is, um, I find to be great and travel friendly. Why was aluminum a better choice or why was it the best choice for your product? When we were looking for, you know, a replacement option for, you know, plastic, I think we'd look to aluminum because aluminum can be recycled into itself over and over again. Um, so obviously that's very, you know, sustainable. And I think for us too, moving from virgin aluminum to 100% recycled aluminum. So again, continuing to look for ways to lower the footprint um, even further was one of our objectives. The other key benefit of going in aluminum tubes is they actually uh, maintain the integrity of the formula. So there's no um, air that gets pulled back in like a plastic tube. So you don't get any of that water bacteria shower pulled back in the formula. It keeps it um, very clean. So that's another just a benefit um, of using aluminum in the shower. So they were a great option for us. They're light, they're easy to travel with. Also, even with the key, right? We, we provide a key that goes in to make sure that you get all the product out, obviously from a no waste you know, perspective, um, it was important. But yeah, also they get smaller. So to your point about travel friendly, et cetera, um, as you keep using it, you have like three months supply in that tube. And then as you use it, it actually gets smaller, but you might still have a month left in there. So so like carry on friendly, portable, et cetera, uh, which was another benefit of that packaging. Yeah, absolutely. I want to hear more about your sponge. It's, um, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, the Konjac body sponge. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, you are. Yep. Credo Beauty actually sent it to me and I was very excited to use it and I've been using it and I have the black one, the charcoal compostable Konjac body sponge. What is special about this sponge? Awesome. So we have two now. So the first one was kind of the original white Konjac and then we just launched the charcoal Konjac. But coming back to our like ethos of as little waste as possible created, that's how we want to design all of our products. So most accessories that would go with our body wash that we were looking at were made of plastic. So we saw this trend happening with the with the Konjac sponge, which is a big trend in Asia. It's usually used as a facial sponge, um, but we thought there was an opportunity to take that and apply it to body. And what's so cool about it is it's completely made from the Konjac root, which is a plant. So it's when you get it, it's like hard and kind of compact. And then as it gets wet, it's activated by water, which is kind of the, you know, thesis of our whole range activate just add water. It kind of puffs up into this really unique jelly sensorial texture, which is so, you know, cool and great to use in the shower, which is a little bit of body wash. But then after you've been using it for a couple of months, because it is from a plant, you can put it in your home compost and it completely biodegrades. Even the string that it's on is pure cotton. So it biodegrades with it. Um, and it's wrapped in just craft paper, which goes in your recycling bin. So we've tried to be really thoughtful about all of the components of the products that we make. But then also, if they're not an upgrade, we it's not something that we'll launch. So for example, there's other sponges that we've tried, not to like throw any other sponges under the bus that are natural, but they don't have that like incredible sensorial experience. They're not like super surprising and enjoyable to use. So we've chosen like not to make those launches. We're really looking for things that are like as sustainable as possible, but like really upgrades to your routine so that you want to keep coming back. And I think, you know, 
for $12, it's a great price point. I, I, I love how affordable your products are while still feeling like that luxury experience. Now, the, the body wash concentrate, does it come in different scents? I know there's the unscented, but then is there just kind of like one core scent or are there multiple that people can choose from? Right now, it's like our core essential oil blend. So it's that like citrus herbal blend with like the bergamot, the orange peel, peppermint, clary sage, and rosemary. But we are toying with the idea of doing an fully unscented one, which we've had feedback or some requests for. We're also doing potentially like different seasonal scents in the future. But in general, I think people are really happy with kind of that signature essential oil blend. So that's our mainstay for sure. Definitely open for people to pick us on Instagram and let us know what they think. If they would love to see more scents or unscented, we love to hear from everybody. Yeah, or which ones? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, big fragrance person. I make a lot of my, I've, I've actually made my own body washes using like Castile soap and different essential oils and then adding in jojoba oil. What's your favorite essential oil blend? Tell us. Ooh, okay. My favorite right now is like an orange slash tangerine with sandalwood. Oh, that's inspiring. I like that. Yes. Neroli. I mean, Neroli is beautiful too, because you kind of get the floral sweetness in there. Um, that's why I like um, your your scent, because it has that clary sage and the citrus. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful it's like blend. Citrus, it's fresh, but it's like complex. You had like different notes to it. It feels sophisticated. It's almost like a little bit spa-like we hear. So that was really important. But we went through like a whole again, like journey, like everything we do, we're so intense about exactly how we want it to be. And one of the, funny enough, one of the notes that we love was like lemongrass. So we started there, but it kept turning our formulas brown. So we had, we had to move had to away take from it out. the different essential oil react differently, obviously with the ingredients in the formula, which is why most people use synthetic fragrances because they're much easier to formulate with. Um, so there's lots of different like considerations in terms of why we chose the, the blends. And how does the body wash concentrate compared to like a bar soap? Good question. So it has more of those like skincare ingredients in it. So you have more aloe, you have more glycerin. Um, I think the thing that we loved about it as well, too, is like it's very portable. So I think bars in general are a great option for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who love them. They're very sustainable. You know, we think they're awesome. But we as a customer and a lot of our Everest customer, we say, are the people who like want to love shampoo bars or soap bars, but just aren't there yet. So it's a great like bridge product for people that, you know, want something with a little bit of packaging so that it's really portable and, and, and easy to use, but also um, has more of those like skincare ingredients. It gives us a little bit more opportunity to put different actives in the formulas as well and make them really high performance. So that's a little bit of the differentiation. Yeah. And I would just say on that, it also just makes it like that multitasking product because it is a body wash cleanser with those skincare ingredients, which really is like that conditioning. So the idea is like you can almost work it more into your skin and you don't need all that lotion after when you get out of the shower. So um, that's another piece is just, again, back to multitaskers and making sure that we have that in the formula. So it's also amazing for shaving as a heads up. We use yeah. it. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, final questions for you guys. What do you want more consumers to understand about being a more environmentally conscious beauty shopper? I think people need to, you know, it's hard because I don't want to push everything on the consumer. I think a lot of it comes down to corporations making choices, making tough choices, making choices that are sometimes more expensive and sometimes more difficult to implement, but making it easier for the customer at the end of the day. I think that's our goal is like, how do you make eco or sustainable options, easier, better. That's kind of really where our focus is. But, you know, I think 
the consumers are really getting there. They're really savvy now. People are reading ingredient labels. They're looking in more detail at what's in their formulations. They're, you know, wanting to understand even the percentages of active ingredients in their formulations, the sourcing of these ingredients. They want to understand um, what they're paying for in their formulation. So I think people are really getting there and, and really understanding, you know, being choiceful about their dollars and doing their research before making those decisions, which is really how, you know, we all need to be thinking, um, being really intentional about what we're buying and just being really mindful with what we choose to put our money behind. What about you, Jessica? Yeah, um, I would say just kind of building on that. I mean, I think we all just need to take, I guess, some action, I guess, in this area. It's it's just an yeah, important space. Sorry. Yeah, small steps, everything kind of you know, that was part of the the development of the brand too. I think that was really important for us. You know, sometimes it you can feel like if you're not being perfect, you're being a hypocrite. And, you know, we wanted to create a brand, we say for eco-optimists, you know, everybody is welcome to come wherever they are in your sustainable journey. It's not about like shaming anybody. You know, we want to make a choice that's easier for you. And we just want to make it, you know, something that's easier and better to adopt into your routine. And we don't want people to feel this sense of hopelessness. I think people do Hour with their dollars and those dollars guide, you know, trends and they guide industry and it pushes innovations from everybody. So really the consumer does hold a lot of power in terms of, of where their, their spending goes. Absolutely. I'm just sourcing from everyone I talked to on this topic, other ideas to be more sustainable in your home life, in your everyday life, in your beauty life. I've heard everything from like making sure you always local to eating vegan to um, someone had doggy like pickup bags that are compostable. Like what are you all doing? Are there any tips or tricks or great things that you've learned that have helped you be more environmentally conscious in your day-to-day life? In terms of even looking at different parts of your house, so like your kitchen or your bathroom, you could kind of really break it down. I mean, I just try to use, you know, just simple things like reusable, you know, containers, get rid of things like Ziploc bags and just like the simple things that you just don't need. Um, and you can Wait, kind of- okay. You have to pause there because I have a lot of Ziploc bags and that is a lot of plastic. So what are what are the good reusable bag alternatives? Asher bags. Do you know the stuff? They're like silicone Ziploc when you just rinse them. They're so good. Yeah, and I use that. We use for my kids' lunches every day. <laughs> I I I really need to invest in those for yeah for my son's lunches and snacks and yes okay stasher bags okay thank you for that tip glass containers that you can like reuse um, I have everything in the kit, in the fridge that way um, also just the beeswax wraps to cover things is another good swap or like a plate like you don't always need to you know put saran wrap on it um, in the bathroom I love like. Um, not necessarily reusable cotton rounds, but that those actual like makeup remover cloths. They're like a microfiber that take off your makeup, including eye makeup with water. So that's a big part of, of my routine and products that again, like it just comes down to like doing more with less things that are multitaskers. So if it's like a beautiful like face oil that you can use for your cuticles and on your hair, just more flyaways, like things that just work harder versus, um, you know, things that you'll use once. I kind of break everything and try to think this, you know, we're not perfect. We do tons of things, you know, wrong or, you know, not perfectly environmentally, but thinking about things in terms of like, how many times will I use this? If I'm going to buy new clothes, like what's the cost per wear? Am I going to wear this once or am I going to wear it like 30 times? And how does that break down to like how many times it will be used? And does it like earn a place in my home or in my closet? 100%. I'm a, I'm big into rentals. Like I, I use Rent the Runway, 
I'm actually going to a rental showroom here in Los Angeles later today because I have an event and I'm like, I don't want to buy a dress that I'm going to wear once. I'm happy to spend the money to rent it. And you're going to look at it every day and feel bad that you bought it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The money spent either way, you know, because other people say like, well, why pay, you know, $200 to rent something when you could buy it? And I'm like, because the money spent either way and this way I spend the money, but I don't lose the storage space. You know, I get, I get the experience of wearing the dress, but then I don't have to worry about dry cleaning it. I don't have to worry about storing it. So um, I'm, I'm very pro rental. Love that. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Before we conclude, what is next for Everest? Where are you excited about growing and taking the brand and the product range? We have a big retail opening coming in about a month. So stay tuned for that. Excited to make our concentrates, you know, really broadly accessible and easy to to um, try out and test out. So that's a big brand expansion piece. And then I think on the product side, we have tons of of stuff in the works. We are really like in touch and plugged in with our community. People have tons of like suggestions for us. So I think we'll really stay focused on hair care, but there are other categories um, in beauty that we have some great stuff in development as well. So watch this space. Yep. And we're focused in markets in the U.S. and Canada, but we're also looking at some international expansion. So some exciting things there as well. Very, very exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining. And I just like love the work that you're doing. I, I feel a little bit jaded. I see a lot of beauty brands and I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, but when I got to use the Everest products, I was just so impressed. And I'm just really happy that you could come on and share. So thank you so much for saying that. It was been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, that was today's episode. I really, really hope you enjoyed it. Definitely stay tuned for next week where I am going to dive into skincare ingredients and exactly what they do, what they mean. Are you paying too much for your skincare? You probably are. It's a great conversation. You definitely don't want to miss it. If you love the show, please take the time to give a rating or a review. Tell a friend about Naked Beauty and have a great rest of your day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.